Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking breakout players for 2020. Breakout players is actually probably a little bit more of a, one of, I think people's, one of their most uh, favorite episodes, I would think. You always want to find fantasy football breakouts. I think that's kind of get the most enjoyment out of, you know, finding that guy late in your draft and saying, yeah, you picked the right person. And I mean, this can be different than sleepers though. I mean, it's all feels like the same in the way, but this is more, this guy's not, these aren't necessarily sleepers. These are guys who are well-known already good can be that way that we just think are going to take another step up. So there could be guys down the list. There could be guys that are already relatively near the top. So it's just going to be, we each got five. We will go over them in just a second. Before we do that, though, we talked about our relegation leagues a bit before. Invites have started to go out. We have, what, five tiers? So Champions League, all the invites are out for the Champions League. The Contenders is the next level. All the invites should be out for the Contenders. Third level is the Challengers. I think we got about two or three of those leagues completely filled up and ready to go. If you were supposed to be in the Challengers League and you haven't got an invite, get a hold of me because you should. And there's actually quite a bit of people that um, you might have, uh, if you changed your Instagram name from last year, chances are I don't know who you are anymore. So you might want to let us know so you get an invite. But while doing this, um, there are dropouts from last year. So if you want to get a spot in these relegation leagues, you'll be probably down in the minors. We have the, we have the, we have the beginners, the minors, the challengers, the contenders, the champions. It's a pretty awesome setup we got going. 25 leagues. So if you want a chance to get in, how you do that is you go re- go rate and review us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review, you know, five-star rating. Give us a review. Send us a screenshot of that to our Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit, and we will get you a spot in one of these leagues. If you don't have iTunes, go leave us a review on Stitcher. That'll work too. Um, get us the review, screenshot it, send it to us. We'll get you into one of these leagues. I know we're going to have, it's hard to say exactly how many openings right now, maybe 20 to 25 openings, which if you want in better, you know, make sure you get your stuff in now. Cause last year we were able to fill up 25 leagues. So it's going to be popular, but we want to get you in. And once we fill them up, we'll see what we got. But, uh, me or Jeff will be in each of the leagues. So that'll be fun. We have 25 drafts there. So last year, I think I did like eight of them at once. That was, <laughs> it was a good time. So we won a few of them, but it'll be it'll be fun. So make sure you guys go go to um, Instagram, Fancy Football Profit, and you'll be able to get all the info there. All right. Breakout players. I'm still like changing my list, Jeff, right now. This is, it's bad. Yeah, I'm having, I'm having a harder time. Last year, not to toot my own horn, but I knocked it out of the park. This year, I do feel like, People are at the right level almost. Yeah, like, they are. Gonna... And also, I feel like a lot of guys broke out at the end. So if you yeah. say a guy, I'm not going to argue with you being like, oh, he, he already – because a few guys I kicked off the list because I was like, ah, well, they already they already arrived. But mm-hmm. at the same time, last year I did the same thing where I was like, okay. Dalvin Cook last year was your breakout, but exactly. he really truly hadn't broke out like he did. Yes. So, but I, yeah. when you really put up the numbers, when you're actually in the top whatever, we can argue about that, but – that's why this one's a little different. I felt like last year I had a lot more locked and loaded. There were going to be this huge jump. Yeah. This one I feel less so, but I feel very good about the the quality that you can get late. I like, yeah. I mean, I like a lot of the players. I'm just not, it's it's different. I tell you, it is different. Last year we just had some ones 
like Lamar Jackson well, just, just stood out to us last yeah. year. It was just automatic. I mean, of course it was going to be Lamar, right? It, it was clear as day. You can't find that guy this year for me. I don't really know who that guy is with that running. It was his running ability. And I guess that guy would be Kyler Murray maybe, but um, it's pretty well known too. And he finished pretty high. So. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> he finished in the top know? 10. I so, mean, and, and look at that too. I mean, we just named two guys. If you picked up <laughs> Delvin Cook and Lamar Jackson, you could have picked both of them up far later than what they're, you know, where they were being drafted, you're going to win your league. So yep. this is why it feels different this year. But who knows? Um, these guys could still be the difference makers without a doubt. But definitely not uh, not the caliber of athlete I would say those two are. Yep. All right. So let's jump into this, Jeff. Let's go with your number five to start us off. Number five, this one makes me so hesitant <laughs> because right off the bat, I have picked this position on this team before and I was wrong. But number five, I had to throw Alan Lazard on there. Right now he's wide receiver 67, or he was last year, I should say, 2019. That's where he finished. He's only being ranked at wide receiver 63. He's way down there, yeah. Yeah, and he's right now, as far as we know, he's going to be wide receiver two. They didn't draft anyone else. Uh, look, the other guys that were there had their shot they didn't pull it out you don't believe in Devin Funches I I, I know it a couple years ago I would have said he probably what no he's he's an older player now um that's and Alan Lazard he he does have the athletic build for it I don't know if he how good of a player he really is but he's in a position where he's going to get a lot of chances and you can't really argue any better than that he's going to be with an Aaron Rodgers offense that likes to run the ball you know, Devontae Adams is going to be on the other side of him. He's going to draw no pressure. Yeah. So I, I think that his numbers will be better than a player that he is because I'm not overly optimistic about him. I mean, he was undrafted, wasn't he? But, um, hey, he showed, uh, unfortunately, too, against the Lions. I was going to say it's the Lions, right? It's that Lions game <laughs> so where he started to obviously come up. Lions are bad. But he lit him up. He went for a touchdown. I mean, he, he had multiple games where you're kind of like, okay, I can see a world where he, you know, will be a player. So even in uh, week 12 against New York Giants, once again, not very good, but three catches for 103 yards and a, and a touchdown. Um, the last two weeks, he did pretty well as uh, also. Uh, nine targets for five catches, 45 yards, and then eight targets, four catches, and a touchdown. Um, that was against Minnesota and Detroit. So, you know, it's there. They were, he was getting targets. He He's kind of there whether they like it or not. They didn't draft another wide receiver. So unless they go out and get someone, which I highly doubt they will, more than likely he's going to be number two. So I'm going Alan Lazard. I feel like I downplayed him so much, but Alan <laughs> Lazard is a very good pick, especially at that late of a value. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just get very nervous because I, I remember a couple years ago I was drawing Mo Allison mm-hmm. for the same reason, and it didn't work out. So That, that second receiver or whatever, it's or third receiver has always been – it's just like the Green Bay tight end. It's always like the thing, but maybe. Um, Lazard, we did pick him up in the Scott Fishbowl, so we got him late in that. He he showed some promise last year. I remember that Lions game, that first game where he just came out of nowhere, and he looked good. It was like they really got to try this guy more, and we'll see if they do. Yeah. So. And he is, he's 6'5". Yep. I mean, he's not a speedster, but he's not slow. All right, let's move to my number five. And I went with a tight end. And I it's really probably no terribly big surprise if you listen before. I went with Mike Gusecki. I, I love this player. I think it's, what, in his third year now, this is really where tight ends begin to become good players. He's only 24. He'll turn 25 during the season. He jumped from 22 catches in 2018 to 51 catches in 2019. 
Yards were from 202 to 570. Touchdowns went from zero to five. He really took leaps and looked really good. And this this can change, though, depending on the quarterback situation, right? With Fitzpatrick, I actually feel more comfortable with him. I feel like Fitzpatrick's just going to throw the ball around. And I feel really comfortable. Tua, I mean, Tua could, if he's healthy and he plays, he, he, had, he has potential to be a really good quarterback. So maybe it'll you know, be good for him. But, I mean, Gusecki is just like, He's a ridiculous athlete, too. This guy, just, he looks the part. I think he's just going to, this is going to be a big breakout for him. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for it. I really, it's just the quarterback situation is the only thing that holds it back to me where it's just a little iffy. And that's my only hesitation because if not that, I mean, I'm starting to move him up to around top, to around 10 or 11 in my ranks. He's passed. We'll talk about this when we get to ranks and like, a, you know, probably still month away maybe not quite i'm actually not a month away what am i talking we're july 14th like probably like two weeks away <laughs> jeez we're getting there but he's past um austin hooper for me and he's past tyler higby so oh. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm telling you. It's, it's a difficult one I, I like him a lot too the problem is we don't really like a lot of these tight ends they did shuffle around you don't really know and I'll be honest, I, I'm with you. I, I think the QB does scare me away a little bit. I really mm-hmm. like him. He has all the talent in the world. I do worry about that first five games being really good and then new quarterback struggling when you kind of need him to hit a stride. So that that's kind of what worries me, but you mentioned everything. He has yep. all the, He will be a very good tight end. Is it going to be this year? That's kind of where I'm at. Yep. All right. Number four. Number four. And I'm going to preface this by saying I hate, I really do dislike putting rookies on this list, but I have two. All right. And my first one is right here. Number four, I'm putting Jerry Judy. And Jerry Judy is, I think he was the best wide receiver in the class. You're pairing him up with Sutton, uh, Hamler. You have two good running backs. The only question in my mind, whether or not he is going to make um, a real impact in the NFL, especially for fantasy, is, you know, is the QB the real deal? Is Drew Locke going to be able to take that next step? Very dangerous to think that a sophomore QB just automatically has it, especially when he only played like five games last year. Um, But hey, I mean, he has all, everything that you already need to succeed in the NFL, he kind of already has all that skill set. And that's what I really love about him. His footwork, his route running, you've heard it a million times if you've heard anything about Jerry Judy, is the real deal. He will be able to get separation. He'll be able to, you know, get down the field. He'll be able to catch it. And, and he can kind of do whatever they need him to do. And on top of that, he doesn't have to be the number one. And so I, for all of these reasons, I just think Jerry Judy is going to be a, you know, a, a wide receiver that is ready to step into the limelight and produce. Will he be a top 10 guy? I'm not saying that. But I think that he will be worth starting in your lineup by the second half of the season, no doubt. And I, the same way I, I kind of felt about DK Metcalf. And I think that his his numbers will be, um, I think his yardage will be better than what DK did last year. I don't know about the touchdowns, but I think that is kind of what to expect. And I was pretty right on DK. I wish he would have gotten a few more yards, but mm-hmm. he, was a, he was a beast. And Jerry Judy is a more polished guy. I was actually just thinking about Judy and this will be for a later episode too. When we talk about, um, I was thinking in terms of our auction draft, we'll do for our league Mm -hmm. and Judy and not just him, but then, you know, the other rookies, but Judy should be, I think I do like him more than the others. I believe than lamb and you know, what, 
whoever else. Yeah. Jefferson. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of good ones. But Rugs. I just feel like they are yeah, they're way down there in the ranks. And I was I was thinking this is you know in terms of auction. Am I gonna be able to get them cheap? Maybe not anymore. Now I didn't realize well, that. Jeez. Yeah. But like I feel like they're being really overlooked. Yeah. And, and right right now Jerry Judy is wide receiver forty eight. Yeah. You can get him for free. And and um. In a snake draft, you're getting them way late. I mean, we pay again, another guy we got in the Scott Fishbowl, right? Yeah. So, well, all these, I like right? all these. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we picked him. Yeah. That's why we picked him in the Fishbowl. But he is going to go way down there in drafts. And I, um, I always bring the, yeah, say auction is what I, what we love to do. So it's been a while since uh, like one of the top rookie receivers we were able to get for nothing in those auction drafts. It's been, I mean, Shoot, I remember back we got I got like AJ Green for geez, we've been doing this forever now, haven't we? AJ Green for like five bucks in an auction. Odell was like one. Mike Evans was fifteen, I think. I didn't yeah. but those guys didn't go for much, but it's been forever. Everybody now since that that year, the Odell Evans year, it feels like all the rookies have gone for so much. And they really haven't produced now at the same level. So it the price has come back down. And that's and, the funniest part because I think yeah. this is the most talented yeah. draft class but, since that. But the price has gone down for these rookies now. Well, it, they, it really and they should have. And it has even for the rookie running backs, I would say. So in a way. You know, yeah. Except for maybe, maybe well, Edwards Hilaire. But not there's nobody in the top 10 anymore like there had been for the last couple of years. They've always been somebody on the verge of that. But I feel like everyone was mining for gold for, for a while. It happened for a bit. Like I mean, I, I really feel like those receivers, the Beckham and – Evans and how good they were really well, like, even I think was Jarvis Landry in that same class or was he a year before I thought he was he the same I, I want to say he was and yeah, I, I could be wrong was, but was the th- there was a few that even got overlooked because of how yeah. good those two were but there yeah. was there was four or five that really I mean, did well right away people just started loving rookies for a while which I get you can get them for less and they're the breakout and all that stuff but it's gone back now to the point where uh, yeah I feel like Judy's not talked about much so we'll see how that plays out but I do like the value and actually speaking of like Judy Sutton's been his his um just the hype on Sutton has died, which is weird. So yeah, he's he kind of and I I don't know why either. I, I think maybe it has to do with Drew Lock and the same concerns I have. But, but he he's up there. I mean, it's not like he's completely off the board. I do feel like this is the most jumbled um anyone has ever felt about any single player, and I I do think part of that is because. You haven't gotten to see workouts. You don't get as much hype anymore, right? Yep, so you're not true. hearing we're about not, it. We're not hearing those off-season so, workouts. We're not getting all that stuff. That's what's going on. And yeah, so I think this the, is the, the, the one that you really have to uh, figure out who's who yep. uh, very quickly. Yep. All right. My number four. And Jeff, you just talked about him. DK Metcalf. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. So, okay. Like, you loved him last year, and I love him again. I, You were, I think, bigger on him than even I was. But the guy's a freak athlete, first off. The size, speed, everything. He's just, I mean, <laughs> if you throw the ball up to DK Metcalf, how is he going to stop? How, how are you going to stop him? Like, he's that, he's, he should be that good. 58 catches, 900 yards, seven touchdowns. That's a pretty good rookie season. And I just believe he's going to get better. He's only 22. He's young, still 22. He won't turn 23 till the very end of the season. He's just, he was even better than I anticipated last year. I mean, it was all about, you know, just the the athlete, and all that, like, will this translate? And we hoped it would, but it, it really did. And he's playing with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It, it, it can only help him. He has another guy on the outside of him. He has Tyler Lockett there. It's going to take attention away. They can't just, you can't just look at DK Metcalf. And honestly, I think the way Seattle, they use those tight ends too, that they have to, people at defenses have to respect the tight ends. Greg Olson's actually 
I think Greg Olson's underrated. That's for another day. But I think <laughs> I think he has a little bit left in him. But I think there's enough there to keep attention off from DK. And shoot, if they I guess if they do go to him, the other guys will just play well too. Russell will find the open guy. If, if DK's one on one with people, he's gonna get the ball to DK. It's gonna be you can't stop it. How do you how do you stop him? Six four. This list is what six four two twenty nine, but that's two twenty nine of just pure solid muscle. I think I'm looking at the picture right now. It's, <laughs> I put his name in, and you, you, I think you probably know the picture I'm talking about. I already know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just the guy's ridiculous. But DK, no, I number four. I think he's just gonna really take that next step and you know become one of the top receivers there is. I really do. Yeah, I, I'm a, obviously a big fan of his. Um, and I just want to take a one moment because I think I underappreciated how good that, that draft class was because I looked at it up real quick. Was there? So in 2014, that, this is when that draft class came out, and I was kind of like, okay, there's really a few more. Odell Evans Jarvis. This is so jam-packed, full of talent, yeah. I couldn't believe it. So the top wide receiver that came out was Sammy Watkins, actually. Oh, jeez. So Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, uh, Odell, and then we go to Brandon Cooks. Oh, geez, yeah. Nothing and then Kelvin Benjamin, do you remember him? Nope. He kind of flamed out, but he he's did. good for a moment. And then, just when you're like, okay, that was it, we jump down and we do Jordan Matthews, if you remember him. <laughs> but then we hit Devontae Adams in the second round. We hit Allen Robinson in the second round. Jarvis Landry in the second round. I mean, not, you got to be kidding me. And I haven't even gotten to the so third So I just, I'm going to go on a little tangent here, then another thing, because then I like, because the NFL noticed that. And in 2015... <laughs> Here, here what they, here's what they did in 2015. So Amari Cooper was the first receiver drafted in the first round. Okay, I get it. Um, he, I don't think he's lived up to the number four pick, honestly. But then you got Kevin White. <laughs> Kevin White. Mm, yeah, that one hurt. Then Devontae Parker, which finally, so he was drafted in 2015. And so in 2019, he made himself, in the back end of 2019, he made himself worthwhile. But we do talk about this a lot. But I mean, that's takes, fifth year on a bad team. Yeah. We always say third year yeah, on a but, tall wide receiver. But Nelson Aguilar. First rounder, jeez, Brashad Perriman. He's finally like looks like again now like in 2019 that he finally did something. Mining, Maybe man. it's a, not the third year; it's like the fourth year thing we got to think about. And then um, second round was pretty ugly. Devin Smith, Doriel Green Beckham, Devin Funches. Man, the NFL was really they were really just like searching for wide receivers there. And then Lockett in the third. So the best ones are later on. Yeah, and, and Jalen Strong. Remember that name? Yeah, yeah. Sammy Coates. Remember that name? Oh, jeez. I love I love looking back at drafts. Yeah. Kevin Good White. Times. Ouch. Kevin White. Oh, I drafted him in Chicago, Dynasty. Chicago, man. I drafted him in Dynasty. Fourth pick <laughs> that year. Dude, yeah, he, he seemed athletic. What was that one year in West Virginia? And then, God. Anyway. What, what a bad pick. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I, I do believe that the oh. wide receivers here will not disappoint. That's but, my point. So DK is good. DK is <laughs> yeah. good. All right. DK is good. All right. Number All right. three, Jeff. Number three, I'm going to tight end, and I'm not picking Jaseki. I'm actually going Johnny Smith. There you go. So he I like is, that one too, though. He was tight end 20 in 2019. He is ranked currently at the tight end 15. And I'll be honest, once again, Craig started kind of throwing out names, and I was looking him up. And I'm a, I'm a believer in this guy now. He's good. And I was really wondering. I was like, okay, the there's a very important thing, too, actually, that occurred around week six and seven for him. And that is Delaney Walker got hurt. He kind of busted up his ankle a little bit. He never came back fully healthy. And then on top of that, uh, they sit Mariota and they go with Tannehill. So you combine those two things and you see what Janu was able to do. And he really did, I wouldn't say explode, right? Because first of all, even though Tannehill was a very good quarterback for them, they ran the ball. They ran the ball very heavy. 
and you look at, you know, how many receptions anyone gets, it was A.J. Brown, then it was, you know, um, Corey Davis, and then Janu was actually number three. But on top of that, I mean, he was number three, and he only had what? It was 44, I'm sorry, 35 catches. So you have to taper your expectations a little bit. This is a run-first offense, but I really like what he brings. And if you look at the amount of targets that he got, especially in that second half of the year when they really started throwing his way, um, it you know it, it went from, I think he topped out at three targets. All of a sudden, you hit week eight, he was getting seven, five, six. So I really like that. He is a very athletic tight end. He is not overly big compared to a lot of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's 6'3". He's just a really freak athlete. And if he's going to be the number one guy, um, you know, I heard reports about him and Tannehill working out together, which is always good. And they don't, they do have A.J. Brown. He will be the number one target. Corey Davis, I still believe in the talent, but I don't think, he, right now it doesn't seem like he's going to be there. Janu Smith could really compete for the second best, you know, receiving option. And on top of that, this is a team that doesn't really throw a lot of passes to the backfield now that Deion Lewis is out of there. I mean, even last year, they completely switched over to Henry being on the field for 60% of this, you know, uh, snaps when he doesn't catch the ball almost at all. So on top of that, there's no one else to steal it. And last year, they started incorporating little, almost like uh, like little shovel Mm -hmm. passes and they're getting him in space and then he was running after that which i love to see so you add up all of these things and you start hearing a lot of good you know talk about janu with from the coaching system and how they believe he can be a difference maker and i have to believe this is one of these young pieces that they're they're starting to kind of rally behind so um and on top of that they did improve their their line a little bit um it started getting better by the end and just shows how good henry was so that can only help tan hill as well but Janu Smith, I think that he could be in line for a a huge increase. Um, And he was able to be relevant last year, even with only 35 catches. So that's saying something. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with this one. He is, so like Smith and Gusecki, those are the reasons why I wait on tight end now. I mean, as we said that we drive the tight end in the first round of the fishbowl, because different. 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 (laughs) Kelsey's a different animal. We did get Gusecki though. And we would have got Jonu if we, the plan was we, to go back to back on him. Yeah, we were one, two and, picks off or something. Um, I love these players. I hate uh, even even like Hayden Hurst type players, and I like I like a lot of these Hawkinson. I'll take him. I love these tight ends, but Smith. It's really Smith and Gusecki are the two that I love. Um, just waiting on tight end for because they're right now I think 14th and fifth. Well, actually, ADP wise, they're 15th and 17th, which I love waiting to get in that tight end. I get one of those yeah. guys. I'm gonna wait all day long. So I know it's going to end up, you're going to end up with one in our league and I'm going to end up with the other. Yeah. So it's probably going to be Gusecki for me, Smith for you. I think that's how it's going to play out. And once again, I don't like to go completely by this, but we have been correct as tight ends take a while to develop. Yeah. Gusecki yep. was his third year. Yep. And Jonu's, Jonu's third, his fourth year. Fourth year now. Yep. And that that is about right, especially for Jonu. I think this was good for him to kind of learn behind Delaney Walker. And now that yep. he's out of the way. I think it's his time to shine, baby. Yeah, only the Gronkowski's breakout right away. That's And even him, it took him a couple years. So, All right. My number three, I'm going to go Calvin Ridley. Um, I just feel like this is the year he makes that that next leap. So, I mean, Ridley, he's not like really, he's not a freak athlete, right? He's, and he's not over, he's not the biggest guy either. But I just feel like he, um, 
He's just a good, he's a good wide receiver. And his numbers really were looking good last year before his injury. Yeah, if you look year to year, that you look like, oh, wait, he didn't really make a jump, right? But he was out for a few games. So still end up with 63 catches, 866, and seven touchdowns, 10 touchdowns the year before. So in two seasons, he has 10, uh, 17 touchdowns. That's a really good start to a career. And the, I mean, I think for a, a you know, a first and second year receiver, 64 catches, 63, more really on pace for more in the 70-ish. Those are two good seasons. And he's going to make that next jump. I'm not going to say Julio is going to fall off, but Julio is getting to the point where you could see some targets starting to go maybe a little bit away from him. Um, they lost Hooper, but I don't think that's going to matter. Hurst is going to be good enough to, you know, take attention away. And I just think Ridley's going to take another jump up and start to maybe we'll see that changeover at some point here. Like we saw the, look at saying Exactly like this, but from went from Roddy White to Julio. Maybe it goes from Julio to Calvin Ridley here pretty soon, and this could be the year. So you just never know when those receivers are going to start to drop off. We didn't I mean Andre Johnson came just fell out of nowhere. Happens a lot. I mean Calvin retired, but he was starting to show some signs. It happens with these kind of Julio feels like it, he's in that mold to me, where it could happen. But either way, he doesn't have to fall off. Ridley can just take another jump up and be that much better. So, and you get him at a decent price, wide receiver two, which back in wide receiver two. So not too bad, but Ridley's my pick here. Okay. I, I did not put Ridley on here. I get the idea behind it. <clears throat> you have an extra couple of games and I think losing Hooper or, you know, letting him go, whatever you want to call it. I think they just let him go. I don't yeah. think he's worth the money. I don't yeah. like Hooper. <clears throat> I think, um, I think that actually does help your argument with Ridley because he had 97 targets. He was amping up every year. I think those targets all do not go to Hurst. I think Hurst can definitely come. He could be a breakout player. He I mean, really could. I like Hurst. I think yeah. he's I think he got, he's getting a little overhyped. Though. Yes. I do not think he's going to get 97 targets. Yeah. That just doesn't happen right out of the gate. I mean, Hooper, if you look at his number of targets, he, he ramped up, right? He went yep. from 65, 88, 97. There was a year before that, but he wasn't the starting tight end. Um so I think a, I think there could be a bulk of those that go to him. Say even 15 targets or something. All of a sudden he goes into kind of a, a different you know a different tier. And even his rookie year, he finished as the 18th best wide receiver. He does have that ability to catch touchdowns. And yep. I, I don't think Julio will. I don't think this will be yeah, the time he falls off. But no, I think but that helps Kelvin Ridley. He's still there to take attention yeah, away. I, I don't know. How do you think? Do you think that Rid or I'm sorry, Gurley? does anything in that in that game do you think it doesn't i think it helps i think it helps the whole offense i actually think i really girl i mean i think girl is gonna be good i'm starting to think we're maybe we're under ranking but i don't feel confident in it but i think it's just gonna help the offense as a whole he's yeah. better he's better than freeman yeah so it's just gonna help the team so i i do agree with you i didn't put him on here i'm not overly confident that he can make a big enough jump for me to say oh he's yeah. gonna be in the top you know 15 or whatever but I totally get your point, and everything that's moved around and transpired with Atlanta makes a lot of sense. Yep. All right, we're in the top two here. Number two. All right, number two. I'm going for my other rookie, and I actually like Jerry Judy better as a wide receiver, but I think that Justin Jefferson fell just into the perfect spot, and I think he's also a very good wide receiver. So he is currently ranked as the wide receiver 51 he is taking Stefan Diggs' place in the offense. Um, you know, you do have Delvin Cook. You do run the ball a lot. And you do have Adam Thielen still, who was injured a lot of last year. But I think there is plenty of work for Justin Jefferson to step up and be in that role. And Kirk Cousins, 
you know, he, he gets a lot of harassment, but he's a fine NFL quarterback. And everyone that has played with him, Thielen and Stefan Diggs especially, have benefited from being like with him. They've been good wide receivers, even in fantasy. And Justin Jefferson has a lot of really good, um, a lot of good things going for him. I mean, first of all, he was having an NFL caliber quarterback throwing to him all last year. And he was getting, some of those were NFL throws, mm-hmm. like in tight windows up top where he has to go out and get them. And he was doing that. He was able to catch it in every sort of possibility. He had a ton of touchdowns. So you know he can really play the game the way it needs to be played at the NFL level. He has the size. I think he has enough skill. So he's not he's not like a DK Metcalf, which I think he's a physical freak, but you had to kind of work on route running and all that. Justin Jefferson will improve in every facet of the game as it goes on, but right now he can step in and play the NFL game. That is just how I see it. And um, And on top of that, the one stat that does stand out, if you can throw – any out there from college because it becomes hard right here. But um, they, they do have a contested catch rate in college. And uh, Justin Jefferson had a 92.3% contested catch rate. He was catching balls all over the place over DBs. I know DBs will be bigger and physical, but that is a great one. It was first among 98 draft eligible pass catchers who saw at least 10. So that is a big deal because you're talking about, you know, five, six other guys that we're talking about. He beat them all in this one. So if you want a guy to be able to run a route and go up and get the ball, and especially in the red zone, this is the guy you want. And I think that he can really add something to um, to Minnesota, especially after losing a quality wide receiver like Diggs. Yep. That one, that that uh, team is going to be interesting. If you look at like 2019, the targets weren't all there. Like you, you're saying, we're, we're not replacing as many targets as the year before, but they don't have the same offensive coordinator. It's Gary Kubiak now. It's not Stefanski. He's over in Cleveland. The year before, the targets were like 150 each for Thielen and Diggs. So if he gets those kind of targets, I mean, it's not going to be that, but it's not going to be last year either, right? Right, it's, right. It's going to be somewhere in team, but there's there's some targets there. I mean, where are they all going? They're not, I mean, they're going to Jefferson, right? Like, or they're not all going to Irv Smith. I mean, that's the only other person I can see getting extra targets. No, it really does. And what if Delvin Cook does get injured or banged if, up? If he what does, if... then it goes. Madison, I think, can step in, but I don't feel like it's the same offense. I think you got to rely on Cousins. Exactly. And, and Cousins only threw 444 passes last year. That's a really low number, and I don't think that's going to happen again. I don't either. I, I just I, I just don't see that happening And again. for all that, I even feel like, and because of all this, I, I think that Adam Thielen is being undervalued a bit as well. I think he is too. I think he's relatively, really safe here. Right. So I think that you just add all that up, and I really like Justin Jefferson. He he ended up in a wonderful spot, and he is a very good young wide receiver. Yep. So I got a I got a cat joining me here, Jeff. What's going on? He's a mascot. Yeah. What's up, Carl? There we go. All right. We're number two, right? Number two. All right. So this is where I get to the no surprise of my list. Um, and the player we've talked about a lot, and he's being severe. Fairly under this is like underrated too. It's Devin Singletary. And Devin okay, this is what's happened with him is they drafted what, Zach Moss? I don't even care. I really don't I don't even need to know his name. Like I know it's gonna be Zach Moss, but so I think people think, oh they drafted Zach Moss, right? That must mean they don't really um trust the role given to Devin Singletary, right? But I don't think it's that. I think in the NFL today, you need two running backs. You just do. Like the days of the just one workhorse are kind of gone. Not not completely, but yes, they're 
there's a few teams out there that are going to have just the one true workhorse, but it's not, it's just not like it used to be. Zach Moss, they needed to get Zach Moss. Frank Gore's no longer there. And even if he was, he's 52 years old. So you get Zach Moss, he's the, he's the backup. You know, he might get some goal line work. He's a, he's a big running back. He, he might get some goal line work, but that's no matter where you are in the NFL right now, somebody else is going to play some. It's not going to be just that guy all the time. It's just not happening anymore. And I think that worry has just been so overblown where Devin Singletary has become running back 28 in ABP. 28. This is this guy showed a lot of promise last year. And for him to be 28 to me is just way, I mean, that is that's way too far down there. And it and it's just because of Zach Moss. Really? I, I don't I don't buy it. Um you he had what 775 yards, 5.1 yards of carry. Looked really good when given the opportunity. Yeah, maybe he won't be like a he won't be a true workhorse. I don't think those exist. But you know, I guess Derrick Henry's there. You could say that. And there's a couple of them that. But Zach Moss doesn't scare me off. Zach Moss is going to play, sure. But Devin Singletary is much better than this 28th running back, and he's going to have a very good. He's going to be. He'll be over a thousand yards. You'll have more touchdowns. Yeah, this thing, if you think Zach Moss is going to take away from um, Devin Singletary's uh, goal line work and his touchdowns last year, his whole two touchdowns, I mean, <laughs> come on. He's going to increase in that too. Frank Gore was getting those carries last year. Singletary's going to get more of them. Yeah, d- don't worry if Moss comes in and plays a little bit. Don't freak out. It's going to happen. But Devin Singletary, I think he's going to have a breakout year. I mean, definitely definitely about 28. Come on. Yeah, I, he's my number one. I, right. I believe in him wholeheartedly. I thought he was one of the best backs coming out last year. I thought Buffalo, is it the best spot to to land? No. But he's gonna be the he's gonna be the clear cut number one. And you you look at it and the way they used him when he finally kind of took the reins at the end of last year was tremendous. You had 151 rushes, not only that, but they threw to him forty one times. I mean, they're gonna use him in every facet of the game, especially with Josh Allen. They're gonna be a run and gun team. Yeah, so you don't know when, but they're going to need him. They're going to need him a lot. And 5.1 yards a carry says a lot, especially about mm-hmm. a, a Buffalo Bills offense that really didn't get going with with Gore in the backfield, right? You thought maybe the line was bad, or maybe Devin Singletary is just that good. Yep. And I mean, either way, just that this is it's a it's a very safe pick for you because he's your third running back. He's your third running back. He's our third in the fishbowl. Again, another player we got in the fishbowl. Yeah, that one I absolutely love. So, And he, I mean, it's kind of crazy. So you say he's being ranked at 28 right now? Is that what it is? Yeah. He, he finished as running back 32 in, last year, and he limited, played yeah. very little. I yep. mean, comparatively to these yep. other guys. I think he's going to be a, a good one this year. All right. Number one, Jeff. I thought we were going to have the same number one, but we don't. Disappointed in you. Did I miss someone? Yes, you did. <laughs> He's a running back going into oh, his third okay. season. I purposely did not put him on here. I totally forgot we talked about this already. All right. It's Darius Geis. People are going to get sick of this, right? Uh, what if he just blows his knee out the first? <laughs> then I'll blame him. Never you find out. You can't predict injury, Jeff. Can't predict injury. I guess in this case, people would be like, clear as day you can predict like, kind of again i don't mean i'm not gonna go into this big spiel about guys again because i do it 
every week. Nah, please, please tell <laughs> me. No, One of these days, no, I'll be just, like, yeah. it was fun this week. There was a bunch of Twitter arguments on Darius Geis, and people were saying sell Darius Geis, and then other people are all upset, and then it's just big. There's there's people on both sides. People, you, you either I feel like there's not many in betweens, but I think you're kind of an in between with Geis. But there's not many of you yeah. out there. It's either you love him or you think he's the worst and he's going to blow out his knee and you just get rid of him. I think he's I think he's a very good back that is in a jumbled backfield that also has injury Oh, no, 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 no. For one well, more let's, year, let's, 100%. Let's, 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 one let's, no, no, this jumbled yeah. back. Okay. I hear this argument. I see this argument. Oh, there's so many backs here. Yeah, there's freaking Peyton Barber. Like, Okay, you picked the worst one. <laughs> like, I mean, like. Well, they did bro- just draft one that you like, by the way. He's a, he's a. I know he's a hybrid. He's a player. Yeah. He's a, he's he's a hybrid. A, he, I, I do he, like Antonio Gibson, yes. He does I like take him away lot, carries. But, you eh. know Adrian Peterson is going to get a bunch of carries early on. they got to test if guys can actually hold up. Maybe. But anyway. Um, so even but if pay, it wasn't. Did they, who else do they have? Do they have like J.D. McKissick now or something? Like, they have a is couple, that the other guy? They have a couple others. I mean, let's let's look at this crowded backfield here, Jeff. Crowded backfield. I, I, I hear this I'm all the, I'm the time. I'm the only one that likes him, but I I, I still Peyton Barber, still like, uh, J.D. McKissick, uh, Josh Ferguson, uh, Bryce Love. I still like Bryce Love. Actually. Antonio Gibson. He's a he's a good player. I like he's everywhere. And then Adrian Peterson. He's yeah. He could be done. I think it could be a a four back Remember, backfield. I, this year. I brought this up last week. Adrian Peterson was a healthy scratch week one last year. It's very true. He was. But that was also before he blew out his knee for like the second time. He didn't blow out his knee. <laughs> All right. He had a, uh, a meniscus. He, that's very true. He had a, um, at, well, a, a at, major injury. Like an MCL or something. Yes, an injury that, that made him miss multiple games again. All right. Yes, true. Yeah. You know, he's so played, he's even, played like five games in his career. I yes. got it. Okay? it even if he's it never had more than 10 carries yes. in a game in his entire career. Even if <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> even if uh even if it wasn't a, a crowded backfield, I think the the fact that he right now is being looked at as injury prone, which I think is. is correct. I, I think yeah. that makes it a, a crowded backfield because they're not gonna want to put that kind of wear and tear on a body yeah. they don't believe can make it. They so, need to have the guy I get, I get they need players there just in case, but he's yeah. gonna be fine. He's running back thirty two right now, ADP. So yeah, I mean awesome. I think is he worth the risk? Oh yeah. hundred percent. But all right. That will do it for today's breakout players episode. We'll be back next week with some more I think we're gonna do some players we love next week. So we'll see who's number one on my list. Playing Jesus Christ. <laughs> Talk to you guys. This whole podcast is brought to you by by Geisen <laughs> Company. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.